Hello all, my name is Brittany and this is the Exposing Grief Podcast where I continue to remove that stigma of grief and expose it for what it truly is, which is that natural and healthy way of living and loving. I'll also be adding a little bit of a twist. So this podcast will expose the work behind honoring your grief journey, showing you the real hardships and the unbelievable beauty that grief can bring. I'm thrilled to have you here. So let's get to ending the grief stigma and beginning to build hope. All right. Well, happy January, everyone. It's a new year. So this month we are going to focus on some pre-planning. Pre-planning is a very big thing that has a lot of impact, but I think also goes overlooked. Um, So I've got a bunch of different guests this month that are talking about different ways that you can pre-plan and the benefit behind it and then the services that they offer. And I'm sitting with Monique and Christy with Apex Legacy. Uh, So I will turn it over to you, ladies. Share with our viewers and listeners a little bit about yourselves and what got you into the line of work that you're in. Awesome. Monique, do you want to go first? Sure. Um, I can definitely start. So I'm the Chief Marketing Officer here at Apex Legacy Consultants. Um, My background is in nonprofit work. So I've worked in a number of different organizations, primarily doing marketing. Um, I really love storytelling. Um, That's kind of how I got into this, uh, this organization. I just am passionate about capturing stories and helping people understand themselves a little bit better and learn to share um, really what makes them unique uh, with others. And so it's been a really great fit. Uh, And I'm Christy Boyson. I'm the CEO here at Apex Legacy Consultants. um, And I also do the the legacy planning with families. And I spent the the first decade or so of my career working in nonprofits uh, and eventually shifted gears into the space of uh, of legacy and and planned giving and helping families really take take their values and maybe even before they recognize what their values are, identify what those are, and then merge those values with their plan so that their loved ones are are taken care of and um, they can rest at ease knowing that everything that they hoped for uh, can be completed when they've when they passed away. Lovely. I'm so excited for our viewers and listeners to learn more about the two of you. Cause when I first learned about you and worked with you, I was like, oh my gosh, this is fantastic. So a lot of the work I do is meaning making and continued bonds. And part of that meaning making work is this legacy piece. So can either one of you speak to a little bit more about Apex Legacy and kind of the services that you guys offer over there? Sure. So we we're, we call ourselves legacy consultants. People kind of know a little bit about legacy planning or estate planning. They know I need a will. I need a trust. I should have a plan in place in, in case something happens to me. Um, and what really makes our work unique um, is that it's super comprehensive and, and personalized. And so we work with people of all ages, uh, all net worths. I think some people think they have to be a multi-multi-millionaire um, in order to, to put a plan in place, and that couldn't be farther from the truth. Um, and we really kind of sit in the middle. We sometimes call ourselves professional handholders, and we kind of help people understand, first of all, what are we even talking about when we say legacy? And then we help them reflect on how they want to be remembered, um, their values, what makes their families unique. We help them understand their assets and organize their important documents. We help them set up estate roles like powers of attorney and executors and trustees and those things. And then we really just help them put a plan in place that that is strategic, um, that eliminates unnecessary tax, um, if that's something that they're concerned about, that cares for their family in really meaningful ways, that sets them up well for the rest of their life. You know, again, we work with people of all ages. So sometimes we'll put a plan in place and they've still got many decades to live and we want to free them up to do that well. 
and then and ultimately it, it transfers assets and sets their family up for success um, after they're gone. The only other thing that I would add in, Monique, that was a really good explanation. Thanks. Um, the only thing I'd add in is, you know, when we're working with families, we are oftentimes talking about this kind of big capstone of, you know, when you pass away, that's the capstone. How do you want to be remembered? And how do we make that transition or that that season as easy and smooth for your loved ones as possible? That's a huge reason behind, mm-hmm. uh, I think, what motivates families to sit down with us is they recognize, oh, I've been through this and, and it's been really hard myself and I want to make this easier for my loved ones. Or I no longer talk to my sibling or my friend no longer talks to their sibling because things were really messy. Um, so people are motivated to to kind of make sure that this capstone is well-written and it, it does what they want it to. But often as a part of this process, families, because they're reflecting on who they are, who they've wanted to be, who they hope to be for the remaining weeks, months, years that they have with their loved ones, Mm -hmm. it often shifts how they think about their legacy they're creating today. Um, And so part of what we get to do with families is encourage them to to take that time to document their stories to to or share their stories to 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 share their love for their their significant other or their kids or grandkids or whomever um through written word or through you know capturing it on video or audio whatever someone's preferred method is but and and sometimes it's you know if your family came from France originally and you've always wanted to go back and, you know, one day your, your kids will have the ability financially to go back. What would it look like to actually do that with them and create those memories today? So a part of this legacy planning is yes, making sure all of those things are ready to go and, um, and hopefully as easy as possible for your loved ones. But it's also, it's the, it's capturing the heart and the meaning and, and taking time now to, to, to take care of those pieces too. Yeah, that's beautiful. I love that. What would, so you kind of touched on it a little bit of the importance of why we do some pre-planning. I think that can be, you guys, the two of you can speak to it a little bit more, but I know death and grief and all that is taboo. And it's like, oh my gosh, let's not talk about it if we don't have to, but you've hit on some really good points of why it's important. Is there anything else that either one of you would add as the importance behind doing pre-planning work, whether it's around legacies, estate planning, anything like that, but particularly the legacy piece? I would say one thing that we talk a lot about with families is their family dynamics. Uh, what makes each of their kids unique? You know, are there, uh, is it a blended family? Are there children from other marriages? Is there an exchange student that's like a child um, that should be included in some way? It's a staggering percentage of Americans, like something like 60% that do not have any sort of a plan in place. Well, when there is no plan, the state will step in and make decisions about your estate and assets. And so basically what we get to do is help families really think through not only who's in their family and what they want to happen, but the actual implications and how things will actually play out in real life. Um, And we actually use a pretty robust software to help people visualize um, what their decisions will mean for their loved ones, for each of their loved ones and at different life expectancies. So if they pass away now or in 20 years and when their net worth has changed in different ways, Um, And then incorporating strategic charitable giving tools, if that's something that they want to do. So they also get to see potential impact on their community and causes that they care about. Helping people really think about 
how much is too much for my kids? What, what sort of life changes do I want to try to empower in them? What do I want my inherit or the inheritance that they get from me to mean? And, and how does that, how is that informed by my values and our values as a family? Um, so really thinking through some of those things and saying, okay, I've got one child with special needs or an addiction or an ex-spouse who's really difficult and, and might come after assets if I give too much to this one child at once. Um, so we talk through things like trust and, and the different parameters that can be set up within one and just being intentional and being realistic about, about what uh, heirs are able to handle. Yeah, having some of those hard conversations around where things are divvied up and all of that kind of stuff. Something else I'd add to Brittany, you mentioned this, like, you know, it's taboo. We don't want to talk about death. We don't want to nab, you know, we don't want to deal with it. So let's just not deal with it. I think that's one of the biggest uh, disservices that we can do to our loved ones. Um, it, whether you have a plan or don't have a plan, when you pass away, whatever that plan is, will come to life. It will surface. And I find most people we meet with, they they want to ensure that relationships are solid and strong on the other side. They don't want conflict uh, unnecessarily. And yet, because we don't often talk about it, we don't actually share what it is that we're doing, why we're doing it. There's a lot left to the imagination. We as humans, I think naturally, I think we create our own stories and reasons for why someone does what they do. And so part of this thoughtful planning can also include, you know, sharing those plans, explaining the why, you know, if you've said, Hey, you son, you get, you get everything in one lump sum because we trust you. We know that things are fine, but you daughter, you don't, and you don't say why that can be really hurtful. And so a huge part of planning is also, yes, sorting through all of those pieces and coming up with something that really does make sense for your son and daughter, whoever your loved ones are, but also then it's it's explaining the why it's taking a moment and maybe maybe it's not having the conversation now but it's including a letter with it that walks through the why either way the more that you can invite your loved ones in to understand what it is you've decided once you've decided the simpler that will be for them as they grieve because grief can get grief is just complicated no matter what but when there's uncertainty or you start to question your relationship with that loved one that adds a whole new layer. And so whatever you can do now to pre-plan, to have those conversations, to help ease that for your loved ones, I think the more they'll experience your care. Yeah, absolutely. So important that why. Thank you for bringing that up. I think that can get overlooked at times. And it sounds like the two of you are able to kind of guide families and individuals through communicating that or exploring that if they don't know what that is. Um, Christy, can you hit a little bit on for the individuals or families who are tuning in how they know if legacy planning is right for them? Uh, so yes, I can. <laughs> so my first answer is probably if you're living and breathing, this is a good thing for you to do. That said, a f- you know, the full blown, let's walk you through multi-stages um, that we we offer may not be for everyone, but but really everyone should have a plan in place. If you have assets of any kind, if you have retirement of any kind, if you have plants or pets or children or debt, oh, debt's a big one, right? I don't think we think about or realize that that debt, someone will have to deal with when we're gone. Do you have a plan in place to make sure that whatever that is, is taken care of, um, or they know how to do that? If any of those things are ringing a bell for you, I would say, probably spending some time thinking about legacy 
and who you are and how you want to be remembered and how we can make that uh, a simpler experience for your loved ones, I would say it's probably a good fit for you. One other thing I'll just note, and this is maybe more for the parents out there, or maybe you have, you know, 17, 18, 19 year olds listening. If you are like, I don't have any assets yet, not for me, put a power, get some power of attorney documents in place just so that things can be taken care of. If something happens, you're living, but incapacitated. That's just one little, like most boring gift you can give an 18 year old, get them powers of attorney documents (laughs) because things get really hairy and messy. If you don't have things like that in place. And that's a part of your legacy. That's a part of uh, the planning process. Yeah. Thank you for that note. So important. Something I, 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 well, I don't have children, but something I wouldn't even think about. Right. So it's good to highlight that. Monique, would there, Chrissy, you kind of spoke to, if you're breathing, chances are you probably would benefit. But Monique, would there ever be a time that maybe legacy planning wouldn't benefit someone in their grief journey? They always say not to make major decisions when you're grieving. There are cheap softwares out there that can help you just put like a bare bones document in place to just kind of cover your bases. Um, And if someone's been through you know, the loss of a loved one, and they've seen things kind of go haywire because things weren't documented, or they didn't know where to find important documents, or it wasn't clear who should take charge or what sort of decisions mom or dad would have wanted. They know how hard it is to go through that. And they probably want to avoid that for their loved ones. But the process that we're talking about is really personal. It can sometimes be difficult. Um, Some of those are hard things to talk about. They're really good things to talk about. But it's probably good to do it in like a in a calm season, maybe not when they're in in the throes of grief. You know, get a basic plan in place. And in six months, when things have kind of settled a little bit, give us a call um, because we'd really love to to walk through that with you. Um, but really, it's it's for everyone. Again, all net worths, all ages, all types of of goals and family situations. Yeah. And I think that speaks a little bit more to um, what we were talking about earlier, the importance of pre-planning, right? It's, we do, we do talk to grief clients a lot about don't make any rash decisions, or it's usually encouraged to not make any big life changes because you're already going through a lot of transition. That doesn't mean changes in transition can't happen. We want to create space to have conversation around it and make sure it's well thought out as opposed to just, you know, I'm going to go to sleep tonight and tomorrow I'm going to move to Texas. It's like, well, hold on, (laughs) wait. So that speaks to the importance too of where that pre-planning can be really beneficial. Can both of you talk to our individuals and families tuning in about what working with you might look like? Can you give us just a brief rundown of what someone can expect if they come to work with Apex? I would say our our legacy planning program tends to be a, um, I like to think of it as a, a high level deep dive where we're kind of taking a step back and and we're guiding this process. So uh, I think a lot of times we avoid doing this because it feels just too big. It's like, okay, we have to eat an elephant. How on earth do we start? Part of our, our process is, is looking at that elephant of your legacy and breaking it down into bite-sized pieces. And so really it's, we'll walk you through meeting one is us getting to know you. We ask you a lot of questions. I call it a gentle interrogation sometimes where, you know, we get to know you, we get to know your family. We learn about the the values that you have within your family, but also your personal values and the things that you hope are part of the the remaining days that you have, any concerns that you have uh, about loved ones or situations that are coming. And then we take a snapshot of your estate. So we understand the types of assets that you have. So that first meeting, 
hour, hour and a half, uh, we do a lot of the question asking. You generally don't go home with like homework or things to do. You go home maybe with the encouragement to continue thinking about these things because uh, it's a process and it's intentionally slow so that there's space for you to think through what matters, what fits, what doesn't. Meeting two, we come back and we start to walk you through what will happen with your current plan, right? Or lack of a plan. Okay, here are the types of assets you have. Here's what this means. Here are the buckets. Um, most people have kind of two buckets, non-taxable assets that transfer. That's, you know, think your Roth IRA, life insurance, your house, things that kind of go tax-free, but many of us have taxable assets. Those are things like anything we funded pre-tax. So 401ks, 403bs, IRAs, annuities, things like that. We help you begin to understand that and visualize how much you have and what that would look like passing to whomever your heirs are. And then we start to teach you creative ways that you, you can take all the things that we talked about in that first meeting and integrate that in. Maybe it is a big lump sum to one child and not to another. Maybe it's incorporating charitable giving. Maybe one of your goals is to minimize some of the tax because you have saved a lot in retirement. We're going to teach you in small bite-sized pieces, creative things that you can do, but we're doing it visually with your own assets. After that, we start to fine tune. So those are really the, the, the first two meetings are the, the biggest, I would say. Then it's just, okay, now that you've seen this, what do you like? What don't you like? Um, and we'll just create more illustrations till we get something in front of you that really aligns with your values, your heart, your family, all of that. Sometimes we have a couple versions, one for today, one for 10 years from now, one for 40 years from now. And then we're begin to talk about some of those other pieces like guardianship. Who would you want to, to serve as guardian for your loved ones? What What's the difference between a will and a trust? And we just educate you on these pieces, but do it in a way, um, and we hear this from those that have worked with us, do it in a way that feels manageable, where you're not having to go it alone, or you meet with an attorney and you go home with 50 pages and you don't really know what, where to start. And then at the end, kind of as we're finalizing things, you then uh, get to connect with your kind of professional advisors, your team. Um, and if you don't have them, we'll help you find them. So connecting with an attorney to draft documents, connecting with a financial advisor to shift how things are invested or to do more in one area. Um, maybe it's to get life insurance. You know, If you have significant debt and that's going to pass to your kids one day, Maybe there's value in investing in that now. So we talk through all those pieces in, in the goals of making things easier for your family. And we like to break down those barriers that get in the way that stop us from actually finishing our plans. So that's part of our work is to say, hey, where are you at? Let's keep you accountable. And did you fill that application out yet? No, let's do it together um, to make sure that things are, are actually done. Because well intentions are only well intentions. They don't really become official till you take that final step and, and make it official. Mo, anything you'd add? Yeah, I would just say the softer pieces that we sort of sort of alluded to before, you know, capturing stories, documenting important items in the home. Um, sometimes, you know, there's a, a priceless piece of furniture that maybe the kids don't realize is four generations old. Take a picture of it and just write the story on the back. Think about your funeral. You know, are there um, are there things that you could decide or prepay now? Um, we just wrote a blog post about this, the type of things to think about before talking to a funeral home. And that's one way to just alleviate a ton of stress when you do pass away. 
Um, I actually had a dear family friend, and she's talked about in the story, who did an amazing job of planning her funeral down to like the decor and the menu and everything. And we just all knew when when Jean passes away, it's all taken care of. We know exactly what's going to happen. And it was there was so much less stress. And we actually got to celebrate her because that whole piece was just off of our plates, which was just, it was a really lovely way that she could care for her loved ones. So things like that, where, you know, it, again, it seems overwhelming. There's a lot to think about and nobody really loves to talk about dying. Right. But our hope is that we're approachable. We're educated. We know tax laws, we know all of those things so that we can just kind of walk with people at a slow pace at their pace um, and help them understand and just start to think about, ways that they can really bless their loved ones. Yeah, absolutely. And I I mean, obviously, I've worked with the two of you for a little bit on a couple of different things. But I'm telling you what, people, they're, they are very gentle. And they, they you are the two to go to in that piece of, oh, this is really tough. I don't want to talk about this. This feels icky, right? Both of you have a very trusting and warm vibe about you. And it, it just it welcomes people in. So families, individuals, listeners, viewers, everybody who's tuning in, truly think about it because they will hold your hand in a very comfortable manner um, while also helping you kind of stay on track. So what would either one of you say as far as what the next steps would be for anybody tuning in who's interested in like, gosh, I think I might want to start start this legacy piece. What would you encourage them for their next steps to be? Well, I would say number one, check out our website, apexlegacyconsultants.com. We have a blog you can follow and get notifications when new things are posted. Um, there's a ton of great topics on there. So just take some time to look at what's there, including um, our resource page. So we actually just recently put together um, some really handy guides to different estate roles and kind of an overview of what the estate settlement process looks like. <laughs> um, so if you're totally new to this and you're like, what in the world are these words that they're saying? That would be a great place to start. Um, they're printable, they're shareable, um, they're free. So check those out. And, you know, we have a lot of different um, packages available. So whether it's just, you know, a quick 20 minute free conversation to say, what in the world is Apex? And is this even for me? Um, We'd be happy to sit down with you, whether it's, you know, just an hour or two to kind of get some basic next steps um, and things that you can do on your own. um, We can do that as well. Um, And if you're ready for a full deep dive, um, if you're kind of at the point where you're thinking about your values. And, and how your plan um, might be able to, to intersect with them. That's really what we love to do. Um, and so there's information on our website about that as well. Well done, Monique. You've got it all. Yes, that's beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. And to listeners, viewers, anything that Monique or Christy had mentioned, I will be putting in the show notes. So that blog post I will be putting, I will put the website, the resource page, both of their contact information. So you will have no trouble finding a way to get a hold of them. Is there anything else either one of you would like to say before we say goodbye to our listeners and hopefully send some people your way to start helping them do some legacy planning? I think, and and Monique and I were talking about this earlier this week uh, with, with someone else, but you know, if you're listening to this and you're feeling just kind of overwhelmed, you're not sure where to start or what to do. I think one of the most basic, tangible things that you can do, there's, there's two that come to mind. If you're just like, gosh, I'm not, I'm not ready yet. One is write your thoughts down on paper, share your heart with your loved ones. And it can be in a journal. It can be on a piece of paper. It can be an actual letter, but those are the things my husband's lost both of his parents what he would give to have words from his parents, especially just in those hard moments, it, it would mean the world. And so t- take a minute to just share your heart 
And, and so that's just one tangible, non-legal, non-drastic thing that I think we all can do. I think the second thing is, you know, if you're like, I don't want to get a plan in place, but I want to make sure that my, my money is going where it should update or check your beneficiary designations. Do that on your life insurance, on your retirement accounts, savings accounts, investments, things like that. Let's make sure that that's tied up because even if you're like, I can't, I just can't afford it. Or I'm not, I can't think about it yet. This whole will thing's too much. Do that. Those, whatever you put in place for that supersedes any will or trust you have in place anyway. So baseline, do those two things. Just thanks for tuning in. Yes. Well, I thank you two so much for your time. It was a pleasure chatting with you as always. And listeners, viewers, I hope you found benefit in this. And, you know, even I say, so this is going on both platforms, podcast and my um, YouTube channel. But I always tell my podcast listeners, if you take nothing away from this episode. I hope you take everything, but if it's, you don't take everything, I hope you did at least find one thing that you can take with you and put in your back pocket or start implementing. Mm -hmm. Um, and if you find that this is the next step for you, please reach out to them. They are very, very kind as I'm sure you can tell. Um, and they will walk you through and guide you in whatever way that you need to. So I thank you ladies again for your time. And it was a pleasure having you on. Thanks so much. Brittany. Yes. And have a happy new year. Listeners, viewers, we will be back with more this month. So be sure to stay tuned. Subscribe to the YouTube channel if you have not. Be sure to follow on the podcast if you have not, so you don't miss anything coming up. And we will chat soon. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Exposing Grief. I want you to know that you are playing an important part in removing that stigma of grief and in turn creating a world where expression of love for our living and deceased loved ones is acceptable and welcomed. For that, I am forever grateful to you. If you resonated with this episode today, please share it with someone you believe would benefit or I welcome any and all reviews so it's easier for others who need this hope in their life to find me. Here's to honoring your grief journey and empowering others to do the same. Until next time.